0: Miracy. I'm Laura Posey, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Simple Success Plans, and we help entrepreneurs plan their entire year on one sheet of paper and then get it all done. When I was a kid, I grew up around animals. I grew up around horses and dogs and cats and farm animals. And I really wanted to be a large animal vet and i went to school for biochemistry and i had already picked out where i wanted to go to vet school like that was where i thought i was going to end up in my life was being a large animal vet focusing on horses after my sophomore year i went overseas for like a you know junior year abroad and i got overseas and realized like wow i can be anything i want to be while i'm here nobody knows me I can try on lots of different things while I'm halfway across the world from my family and my friends. And so I tried on lots of different things. And what I realized was I didn't want to be a vet. My mother wanted me to be a vet so she could work for me. And I really was not that interested in it. And so I tried on a whole bunch of different majors. When I came back from Germany, I changed schools. And I got a degree in the thing that I could get a degree in the fastest, which was German, ended up with a minor in biochemistry. And then when I was in the corporate world, I thought it would be really helpful to get a master's of business administration. So I ended up getting my MBA. But yeah, once I decided not to be a vet, I just started working because I you know, <laughs> needed to eat. And I started working in restaurants because that was the easiest job to get. And my grandfather had owned a restaurant. I grew up in one and and sort of knew how that all worked. And uh, yeah, so I, I spent about eight or nine years working in restaurants and managing restaurants before somebody walked into the restaurant one day and said, wow, you'd be really good at sales and you should sell something big like cars or jewelry. So I took that to heart and went and got a job selling cars. I actually enjoyed the selling and I enjoy cars. I hated the sleazy part of car sales where, you know, your goal is not to negotiate fairly with someone but to basically take advantage of anybody who has less knowledge than you do about how the whole process works and um I just couldn't stomach that. So, um I had to go. And that that's when I actually got recruited by The guy that in the insurance business, he recruited me to open an insurance agency. And then once I ran the agency for a while, a couple of years, I got bored and I got recruited into sales management. I created a brand new set of training material based on the way I thought sales should be done, which was very relationship-based and not transactional. And I started offering a class for other small business owners to teach them how to sell because I realized they didn't know how to sell. And I realized I just absolutely loved working with entrepreneurs. With the sales teams, I found there were a lot of excuses. They would say like, well, you know, my product that I'm selling doesn't have this or that feature or my sales manager won't let me do something. And, you know, it was never them. It was always somebody else's fault. And with the entrepreneurs, they didn't have anybody to blame. Like, they just said, oh, yeah, I don't know how to sell. How do I do this? And so I loved that accountability and that responsibility that they had. And I I loved their vision. And, you know, they, they were just so passionate about what they were doing. And I felt a kinship with them. I sometimes look back at my life and think, oh, I wish I'd figured this out a whole lot earlier. But I really resist regrets. And I think that everything that I've done in my life up until this point is what has led me to where I am. And I also think that the struggle and the challenge and the pain and all of that gives me a much deeper appreciation of how wonderful my life is now. So I I, I wouldn't go back and change it. I, you know, there, there are times when I think, gosh, I wish I'd done this when I was 20. I'd be so much farther ahead. But I don't have anything to complain about. So why would I want to change it? Right. Yeah. I think making it is so different for everyone. Right. We all have our very own definition of what making it is. For some people, making it is, you know, having a 10 figure business and owning a bunch of stuff and, you know, having lots of people working for them. For some people, making it is being listed on a stock exchange. For other people, making it is, having their current house and a vacation house too. For some people, making it is having enough money to put their kids through college. So I think we have to be clear in ourselves what making it means for us and then go after that thing that makes us as individuals feel fulfilled because it is just so different. And it does change over time. I used to think, you know, until I had a seven-figure business, I wasn't going to be a real owner. And I don't believe that now at all. The vast majority of my clients have no interest in having a seven-figure business. They just want to have a really kick-ass lifestyle, make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to put in their own bank account and have a lot of time freedom. And I fully support that. Like whatever making it is for them, great. That's what we're going to go after together. When I decided that like I felt like I had Made it or like, okay, this is going to work. I had done a speech for a large Fortune 100 company. I'd just done a presentation at one of their conferences. It was kind of no big deal. You know, I was one of 25 or 30 presenters, you know, just wasn't a big thing. I had sent an email to the woman who had hired me for that and said, Gosh, I'd really love to do something else for your organization. Here's a list of all of the things that I could do. And nothing came of that. I didn't hear from her, but I actually heard from someone else in the organization who was the SVP of marketing. And she said, hey, we're doing a retreat and we would like to know if you could facilitate it. We need help putting together a plan for our next couple of years. We've got some big ideas. We could use your help. And so I flew to California, did a couple of day retreat with the SVP of marketing and we hashed out a way to create a whole agency within her department. But the one that really got me, and that was, a, I mean, that was a huge step up. That was the biggest deal I'd ever sold. But the the one that really got me was when the organization, when that company brought in a new North American president and who was, you know, responsible for $20 billion of revenue. And the marketing person sat down with him and said, you have to hire Laura to run our first strategic retreat. And when we put our first three-year plan together, she's gonna be the one to lead us in this. And that was the moment where I thought, okay, I'm making it, this is working. I am doing a strategic plan with a Fortune 100 company, with a brand new president, and I was referred by someone I had worked with. Like That was what lit me up. You know, it's interesting. Making it means different things to me now than it meant to me back when I got that first huge client. Making it to me used to mean landing big, huge clients and landing big, huge deals. And making it to me now, 10 years later, really feels more like having complete control over my income and my time off. I had a really significant personal life event where my partner at the time was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and I took almost a year off to be her primary caregiver. And my understanding of the value of time changed during that year. And before that, I wouldn't have said that, oh, having total control of my time was that important. It was more important to me to work and land big deals. And now having that work-life harmony where I work when I want to work and I play when I want to play and I have enough money to support all of those things it is much more important to me. And I'm much more focused now on serving clients than I am just on generating revenue. It's been a big transition making it is really about living the life that you have designed. And I think it's important for folks to get clear about the life that they really want to lead and to actually design the life that you want and plan it out and then build a business that delivers that so that the business works completely in harmony with your life. I hear people talk about work-life balance, like they're these two separate things sitting at the end of a, a teeter-totter, and they, you know, you can only have one or the other at any given time. And to me, I, I really look at work-life harmony and how do they work together and support each other. And um I I would like more entrepreneurs to be to look at things that way because I think when you have this idea of this is my life first and my business second, you make better decisions in your business. You say no to a lot of things that are just distractions or time wasters or that provide very little value and you focus your work time on things that are really going to drive massive value to your clients as well as to your business. I'm Laura Posey, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at simplesuccessplans.com, and you can get my favorite planning tool absolutely free at simplesuccessplans.com forward slash daily. Making It is part of the MiraCFM CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Bermond is our associate producer. Danny Eaney is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you. We'll see you next time.